Hey, and welcome to Cinedrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol, brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm one of your hosts, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hello. And Elizabeth. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, this is part three of our favorite actress showdown. Mm-hmm. We've already covered our Oscar faves, New Wave, Old Brits, and American Classics, and we're here to finish it up. Uh, but we're drinking what? It's called a Gin Gin Mule. Sure is. A recipe you can find on the website, and also uh, we discussed in our part one. Uh, but I also had tasked Nathan with, with a bit of an assignment on the first one. We're eating four different cheeses, and I asked him, because we're discussing actresses and our, our favorite ones, mm-hmm. to assign an actress to each of the four cheeses we are eating. And we love cheese. What a cheese assignment. Um, <laughs> it was. So, I... I believe I was successful. Um, the first cheese is called Moses Sleeper. It's a brie-style cheese. It's made in Vermont by the sellers at Jasper Hill, mm-hmm. uh, Jasper Hill Farm. And uh, I really think uh, this cheese evokes Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's kind of that actress you always want around. I mean... At mm-hmm. least as an option, because she's solid, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's dependable. Um, Oscar loves her. Easily she's accessible. Pop- easily accessible. She's popular, much like Brie. And Moses Sleeper is better than you know most Brie you would buy at a grocery store, certainly. Um, and Amy Adams is better than an actress you'd buy at a grocery store. <laughs> so. You just skip that out at the grocery store. The, the other thing is, every once in a while, uh, Moses Sleeper has like kind of an intense funkiness that I love. Um, one time I brought a piece to a movie theater um, and uh, kind of cleared out several rows of people around me. When we saw the butler. That was when we saw Lee the butler. the butler. Um, some stinky and that would be much like Amy Adams in her, where she went above and beyond um, the call of duty. Mm-hmm. The second cheese, um, I'm, I'm listing these in tasting order, just in case you have these four cheeses. <laughs> uh, Millstone, which is from Switzerland, it's a raw cow's milk cheese, semi-soft, has a, a natural rind on it. Um, full of microflora and it smells like a, a cheese cave, like a, a wet stone covered with moss. It's beautiful. <laughs> and what says wet cone stubborn, wet stone covered in covered, moss. <laughs> stubborn with moss <laughs> oh. <laughs> than Tony motherfucking Colette. Um, she is sweet as a symbol, symphony, and I forgot why else she was Millstone. <laughs> so moving on, um, <laughs> uh, we have Cabot cloth-bound cheddar, which is aged at the cellars of Jasper Hill, made by the Cabot uh, Cooperative, which is a uh, whatever. I'm getting all cheese nerdery here, but it, it's from Vermont, and it's delicious, and it's amazing, and you should buy it now because everyone loves it with good reason. Yeah. Um, same with. Someone like Helen Mirren, mm-hmm. who doesn't, well, who doesn't at least like Helen Mirren? She's, you can't really hate Helen She's Mirren. She's a classic. You can't really even dislike Helen Mirren. 
She might not be the most exciting, unusual, you know, stinky, funky cheese you've ever smelled. But I'm willing to bet she smells pretty damn good. She's classy. And she's classy. Now we're just talking about the actress of um, And <laughs> finally, we have the Winkle Goat Gouda, which is kind of, it's kind of, it goes to that actress who kind of has a twinkle in her eye, a little bit of a bushy crustiness around the brow. I don't think we should talk about women and, and call them bushy. <laughs> she's bushy, though. She, her hair, she has very healthy, full hair. And, it is. and that's why I say bushy, and and her being Susan Sarandon. Um, I think part of it is just the hairstyles that she's... Uh, yeah, she has, she has she's, curly hair. She's a bushy woman, and I think it's beautiful, so there. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> was that... That was perfect. That was, that was, was perfect. Thank you for indulging my curiosity. All right, so our our first category in our final installment... We're calling the Blockbuster Beauties. These are all women who have been nominated for Oscars, but also have at least in the heyday of their career been able to open movies and are well-known to most people. You know, you might go to your average Joe or Jane on the street and start talking about Imelda Staunton, and they sadly don't know who you're talking about, but... These actresses, pretty much everyone knows. Who even talks to those people? Well, I don't. But right, now we avoid them. Um, all right, so our first blockbuster beauty matchup is, ooh, this is classic, Natalie Portman. Queen mm. Amidala. <laughs> Versus, ooh, this is a real interesting one, Renee Zellweger. Or, <laughs> if I've had enough to drink, Reynolds. <laughs> Reynolds Zegweller. Zegweller. <laughs> When I was writing Her it out, I almost eager. wrote Reynolds Zegweller. Um, <laughs> I'll go first because I have strong feelings, and I bet both of you will be a little indifferent to this. As much as I flat out adore Natalie Portman in Closer, um, I am a big Renee Zellweger apologist. I think she's fantastic. And if I'm just talking about favorite actresses, you're pairing these two, I have to go Renee Zellweger. Empire Records, Jerry Maguire, like, started it off, but then I think she really delivered in that, like, one, two, three punch of Nurse Betty in 2000, Bridget Jones in 2001, and Chicago in 2002. It was like, bam, 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 you've solidified your place in film history. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Squinty eyes or no. Nathan, would you like to go? This is really tough. Um, I would like to go, though. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I think I have to go with Natalie Portman. Um, when I was younger, I thought she was the worst actress alive next to Denise Richards. Oh, <laughs> um, because damning. The, because the, the Star Wars movies are so extent horrific. of my experience with her was the Star Wars movies. Yeah. And then I saw The Professional. I know she did that earlier, but, you know, yeah, it was on, like, TBS or something. Um, and then seeing Closer, Black Swan, I mean, everything else she's done, I, she has the chops. And Renee Zellweger just never quite did it for me. She she was the one in Bridget Jones, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I did 
quite enjoy her in that. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, not so much. Um, well, the reason I had you go, Nathan, is I suspected as much. Um, but you are quite wrong, Matt. I am not indifferent at all to this category. I think uh, Natalie Portman is highly overrated. I think she's only good when she has a great director who can pull it out of her, which is why I think Closer was so successful because of Mike Nichols and then also just the source material is so great. And even within that movie, I think she, while she's great, she's the weakest of the four. Hmm. Um, Black Swan, I think she really only vacillates between two emotions. Hmm. Um, which I think the reason that that movie is as successful as it is is because of the way it's shot and the sort of like throwback body horror film that it aims to be. I, Annette Benning should have won that year. Um, except for Oscar likes pretty young things. Uh, and I have a strong place in my heart for Renee Zellweger. I, oh. Except for Jerry Maguire, which I don't like. But that's because of the sport movie of it all, which as we all know, I hate corn. <laughs> and then I hate sports movies. And then I... Um, but I mean, I love her in Empire Records. I love her in Nurse Betty. I love her, especially in um, Bridget Jones's Diary, Chicago. Like I'm uh, uh, down with love. Love down with love. Totally underrated movie. So mm. th this one's easy for me. It's Reynolds Aguilar all the way. That makes me happy. Yeah. I'm really excited by that. Yeah. What do we got next in our blockbuster beauties? Well, bracket. Next, we have Angelina Jolie versus Sandra D. Bullock, otherwise known as Sandy Bullock. <laughs> uh, ginormous celebrity versus ginormous celebrity. Well, for me, these are two... Both of your cats just look at you. Um, <laughs> not a fan of either? Well, I, I mean, Sandra Bullock easily gets my vote. Mm -hmm. Angelina Jolie, I, I just don't get. I don't mm -hmm. get why she's so famous worldwide. I think she does great um, philanthropic work, mm -hmm. which is great, mm -hmm. but... As an actress, I don't understand it. Um, Sandra Bullock, Speed, I will give her. The Net, I guess I'll give her. Um, Gravity. Gravity. I'll, maybe I love Sandra Bullock. <laughs> That's possible. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, she's given several performances that I really connected with. So I just think she's overhyped, I guess, is why I made the, the fart noise. Right. Sandy. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I think it's hard because I feel like Angelina Jolie, especially the more famous she got, was disinterested in being an actress. Yeah. And she's sort of gotten away from that and she could have done some, because I think she could have done some other great stuff because I think she's really talented on screen. I love her in Girl Interrupted. I don't begrudge her that Oscar win. I think no, that was no. a great, you know, second generation Oscar win, her her uh, husband, oh, her father. Oh, yeah, we are, we are family dynamic. <laughs> right, we are several drinks in. So yeah, um, this is a, this is our three. Her father, excuse me, being John Voight. Um, I think she's really, really great in 
a mighty heart, and I was pissed that she wasn't nominated that well, year. Well, that movie I can't, I can't get over casting a white woman as a biracial woman. Fair enough. I just think it's unforgivable, and I think her performance is fine in it, but there's just no excuse. There's no excuse in this day and age. I know she championed the film and got it made, and that's the reason the film was made in the first place, but like, sorry, you are a fucking you. white woman. Do not play a biracial woman when biracial and women of color don't ever get cast. Fair enough. I think it was perfect casting that she was Lara Croft in Tomb Raider Women, as bad as they may be. Mm-hmm. But I think she perfectly fits that, and she can do more independent things. Um, she could have her pick. She clearly didn't want to, but it doesn't matter because it's it's Sandy Bullock for me. I mean, well, it's obviously Sandra Bullock for me. America's sweetheart. Uh, I mean, not the original, but I love Sandra Bullock. I think she's, I think she's a master at what she does, and I think that yep. you know, just the way we were talking about with the guilty pleasure movies, is there's really no such thing as a guilty pleasure movie. Mm-hmm. And especially as we see with the sort of dying genre of the romantic comedy, there's something to be said for someone who can really carry those and be charming, but be funny and be relatable and likable to modern audiences. To modern audiences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she has all that down. So, and she was excellent in Gravity. Oh my so, god! Yeah. Um, love, I also think she's really excellent in the movie Twenty Eight Days. Yeah. No, I think she about can do drama like, well I think she, as well. Yeah. As schlocky as the Blind Side is, and I. Don't even want to get into that. I feel like right. she can do yeah. other stuff. She's a great businesswoman. Like, yeah. she knows what she can do, and she is... She's also a big supporter of other women. Yes. And um, and she's just great with... You know, I think part of the problem with Angelina Jolie is she doesn't always connect with her, her co-stars. Mm, Especially the bigger her sort of star rose, the less connected she seemed with a lot of people that she's acting against. And Sandra Bullock, you never feel that. Sandra Bullock always seems really... generous generous with her fellow whether they be day players or co-stars so Mm -hmm. Sandy Bullocks (laughs) (laughs) next in our blockbuster beauties we have (laughs) the biggest of them all Julia Roberts versus (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer Michelle Pfeiffer that white gold that shit um ooh for me, it's clear. I adore Julia Roberts. And I do. I really do. I'm such a Julia Roberts apologist and can't help it. I really can't. I, I like Michelle Pfeiffer. I do. I think she gives a lot of great performances, but I, even in some of her best work, I don't connect. I, I don't relate as much as Julia Roberts, and they're kind of different. Michelle Pfeiffer very is different. not necessarily ever trying to be that look at me like I'm relatable and warm and yeah yeah but um beyond that just Aaron Brockovich closer I do feel like Julia Roberts is has more depth than her career might suggest and even at her peak she can she can really I mean she's one of our last surviving movie stars movie stars all capitals even if the movie's bad, she is winning. Nathan? Unless it's Mary Riley. But let's <laughs> just not go there. I have to preface by saying Julia Roberts may be one of the worst human beings 
on the planet aside from Goop, aka Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, I will not dignify her many horrendous awards appearances and speeches by describing why they're so awful. Um, but this is not about Julia Roberts, the person. Mm-hmm. It's about Julia Roberts, the actress, versus Michelle Pfeiffer, the actress. And I also have connected to Julia Roberts on screen in a, a, a more concrete way in various films than, than Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I do have to give her a shout out and I'm running the risk of not actually having the right person here. But, <laughs> what lies? She is blonde. What lies that is beneath? Her. What lies beneath? Yes. That is her. I thought so. Um, love Michelle Pfeiffer in that little trinket of a film. <laughs> um, but Julie gets my vote too. Trinket. Well, it does not matter. Um, I would actually vote for Michelle Pfeiffer. That having been said, I actually, um, I really like Julia Roberts, and I think particularly, like, Closer, I think she's excellent in. I yeah. thought she was really great, even though the movie didn't really work. I thought she was great in August Osage County. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, My Best Friend's Wedding, that's totally charisma and a little bit, she's got that little bit of bite underneath her. She's, she does. You know, which is the thing that, for me, going back to our romantic comedy showdown, that's which always missing. was the winner. Right, but it's always missing from Meg Ryan, who is also another big, like, romance, rom-com star in her heyday. Mm-hmm. And she misses that bite, and that, for me, is what, like, Sandra Bullock has this sort of, like, nerdiness underneath it that mm-hmm. I find really endearing. And Julia Roberts has the, like, secret bitchiness that I find really endearing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually really like Julia Roberts, but for me, Michelle Pfeiffer, going back when I was in sixth grade we had to write a report on someone we really admired and i wrote my report on michelle pfeiffer i just really love her and i think that she is such an interesting performer for what she didn't need to be because she's so like blonde and petite and classic hollywood beauty but she was never interested in being just that Mm -hmm. and i i think i love her for that so just sort of nostalgically, it doesn't matter anyways. But I would throw my vote to Michelle. Love you, Michelle. I wish you would get a good project and something interesting. Yeah, and work more frequently, please. Yep. All right, and our final blockbuster beauty matchup is Reese Witherspoon and Sigourney Weaver. Oh. And I shall start us off. It is clearly Sigourney Weaver. She is a goddess among Earth. And Reese Witherspoon has a total of like three film performances that I like. I think it's Wild, Election, and Legally Blonde. So, All right. that's it. I, shocking, I mean, I adore Sigourney Weaver. How dare you? Because you, you know where I'm going yes. with this. Yeah. Um, and I think she's great at comedy. I think <laughs> Alien is an unbelievable film, and part of it is because of that character. Ripley is she's a goddess. so iconic, and it could not be... 
it, the movie would not have worked as well as it did without her and that performance. But she can also, she can do so many things. She really can. But it's also, I, mm, there's something removed about Sigourney Weaver that can really work for a lot of roles. But for me, Reese Witherspoon, in that same way that I'm always kind of an apologist for classic Hollywood. Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, you know, the, the star quality over this, that, or the other Talent. thing. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, but I don't know. The star quality gets really overlooked these days, and so so much no, goes into fair. star quality. But beyond that, I feel like Reese Witherspoon is a really smart performer who has, you know, also started as a child actress, you know, started really young. I think she's great in election, like really, really great. I agreed. That's why I was one of the three films. I know, I know she's great in Legally Blonde, Fear. I love Walk the Line. I know lots of people don't. I think she's, you know, whatever. I think she's great in it. I am so happy that she's managed to have the career she's had and that recently, you know, is optioning things and producing things and produced Gone Girl but didn't feel the need to be like, no, I am Reese Witherspoon. I command, you know, this many million a paycheck. I'm only going to do this movie if I can be Amy. No, that she was just a producer. And then she did Wild, which, you know, if you listen to our top ten list, you know, was on all all three of our our lists. We really fell for Wild and we weren't necessarily expecting to, but I, I think she's a really underrated performer. And Sigourney Weaver is classic, but there's something just a little cold. It's similar to the Michelle Pfeiffer. It's a little cold. Or maybe it's just like of that era that I don't necessarily... You're a little cold. This is true. <laughs> and I see myself on screen and I go over Lovely. the warmth of Reese Witherspoon. Narrowly. See, Hard matchup, though. I think Sigourney Weaver is brilliant. I mean, all three of us would agree on that point, mm-hmm. I'm sure, but... For me, on screen, it's just clear she's a genius in, you know, in the mode of acting and and just in normal life. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe not. She could be an idiot, but... <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Um, and not that Reese Witherspoon doesn't seem highly intelligent, but, but there's something exciting about watching... Um, Sigourney Weaver has just a little bit more of a loose cannon, maybe. Mm. And Reese Witherspoon feels a little put on. Mm. She's her, her, tightly wound. Yeah. Her, yeah, and I don't know if that's part of just the star, um, the star quality she's trying to maintain, um, or if it's just her personality. But um, I love what she's doing behind the camera. I love what she did in front of the camera as well in Wild, but Sigourney Weaver is, uh, she's a clear winner for me. Yeah. I also feel like I actually disagree. I agree on the Michelle Pfeiffer that she can sometimes maybe be a little bit of a colder presence on film, but I actually think Sigourney Weaver feels much more accessible to me than Reese Witherspoon. Maybe it's not cold. I feel like it's just not natural. Like, and that's why she can work really well in, you know, James Cameron, you know, and, or really Scott, I guess, um, action films and comedy, like more stylized things, but I don't necessarily believe her in something 
I don't blame Reese Witherspoon ever as any except for Wild. Wild was the first time where I felt like I was watching her be someone other than right. Reese Witherspoon. Karen, I felt like she had done moments of that earlier in her Sig Weavy it is. So Which, we've got, by the way, Sigourney Weaver went to Stanford and then Yale School of Drama, so I'm pretty sure she's quite She right. got some okay. smarts. <laughs> I was right. I could tell. <laughs> An interesting final four. Renee Zellweger, Sandra Bullock, Julia Roberts, Sigourney Weaver. Who moves on in our blockbuster beauties? Um, we have Sigourney Weaver up against Renee Zellweger. Ooh. Fascinating. I'm going to go with Reynolds Zegweller. <laughs> Renee Zellweger. <laughs> Nathan? I mean, I have to go with Sigourney Weaver. Damn it. I was really hoping one of you two would clarify for me. Um, you know, I do love Renee Zellweger, but I feel like she is ultimately less versatile in that she's sort of hit her heyday, and now I find her, I see her having a harder time continuing to work as she continues on. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Sigourney Weaver. Okay, that's maybe only because she's been sort of boxed in and... I agree. I'm not saying it's all her aren't. fault. All right, all too right. late. Too but late. Can't argue. I love them it. both, and I have to make a choice. That's my choice. Fine. Bam. It is. Uh, who I love, so amen. Uh, <laughs> next, America's Sweetheart versus America's Sweetheart. Is it Sandy Bullock or Julia Roberts? Sandy B. Oh. Julia Roberts, one hundred and twelve percent. As much as I love Sandra Bullock, this is like vomit versus bile. <laughs> oh, <damn>. oh, no. <laughs> actually, you know Not what? At all, I can really. make it easy for you. I can make it easy for you, Nathan. I think I actually am going to change my vote, only because if I just went with Sigourney Weaver being more versatile, I actually think that Julia Roberts is more versatile than what she's able to do. Yeah. So I'm going to go Julia Roberts as well. I mean, honestly, I would probably have to, I'd be forced to go with Julia Roberts, which just feels so wrong to me, and I will not continue to talk about her, so moving on. Then then who wins our blockbuster beauties, Sigourney Weaver or Julia Roberts? Well, I'm going to say Sigourney Weaver, and mm. not just because. Um, you just Sigourney... compared Julia Roberts to either vomit or vile. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know which was which, but... <laughs> But Sigourney Weaver was someone that I thought of immediately when I started really thinking about this bracket um, as just someone who's wowed me on both, on kind of polar opposites of the spectrum mm -hmm. from alien to heartbreakers. Right. Mm -hmm. So that really says it all for me. But yeah. I know where this is headed, so... Well, for me, it's Julia Roberts, and I, I think it's partially when you come down to the the name of the bracket, Blockbuster Beauties. I mean, you think movie star, you think Julia Roberts, but I also think she's almost underrated as an actress, and it comes down to, like, My Best Friend's Wedding, which won our romantic comedy bracket, mm -hmm. and I think she's really, really great in it, and it's easy to dismiss some of her film filmography. Um but if you really go back and just watch her as a film actress, I think she's really special. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think Sigourney Weaver it would be, like, 
in a way my my pick is favorite because I just love her so much. But I think you have a point as far as what this bracket is. And Sigourney Weaver of the eight that we chose is even like questionable. She could easily be put into the American classics category mm-hmm. rather than blockbuster. I mean, she's been in blockbuster movies, but not necessarily because of, of her. Celebrity, yeah. Versus Julia Roberts, who is. And I also think that I have a hard time because, like Nathan, I find her sometimes tedious as a person now. The whole, like, mm. I love my life, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think on screen she is actually really quite winning and charismatic. And just because of the name of the category. You know, if for the old Brits we went with Judy Dench. I feel like for blockbuster beauties, we have to go with Julia Roberts. So... I'll throw Julia Bone. A bone. She'll munch right up. Hopefully she chokes on it. (laughs) I mean, she's got pretty stiff competition once we put category against category. I suppose. Well, that was our blockbuster beauty, so it's only natural that our counterpart to that is the Indie Queens. Mm. Again, just our um, stipulations for who we chose were they needed to be Oscar-nominated, alive, and still more or less working. There were definitely lots of people... <laughs> more or less alive. More or less alive. They could be on life support. It's fine as long as they're still on screen. Um, there were lots of actresses who were quite great who we had to leave by the wayside. Shout out to Joan Allen for me, even though Ugh, both of these two were the like worst. absolutely not to Joan Allen. Whatever. Uh, so, Indie Queens. We've got, on our first matchup... Viola Davis uh, versus Frances McDormand. Oh, you... This no. Is, I, I agree. Ouch, no. Ouch, I agree, ouch, ouch. I agree. These two should be in the finals. Oh, that's the way the cookie crumbles. The cookie... Shit. <laughs> I... Yay, yay, yay. So, here's my dilemma. First off, I've freaking love both of these women they are they truly are queens not just of indie film but of just life agreed um they both have sort of fabulous performances i am partly just like i really want to throw viola davis the bone because she's so talented and she's one of the few um minority women, especially minority women of a certain age, who continues to sort of get interesting and good work. But at the same time, her film filmography is relatively limited, at least of interesting roles. Right. I mean, it, it, especially in the last five to ten years, it's pretty, you know, right. but plentiful. For every, but... but every for every The Help, you have a Beautiful Creatures, where she plays wise black woman. Yeah. She's the best friend. She's the... Right. Yeah. So that makes it difficult to vote for her only because I feel like we've only seen a small percentage of what she has to offer as an actress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frances McDormand gives, I mean, first off, she's wonderful and great in everything. Um, and she's also delightful as a human being. She's like the opposite of the Julia Roberts in, <laughs> in, in life. But she gives what is maybe of the contemporary last, you know, 25 years, one of my favorite female performances of all time in Fargo. 
Um, they're both super naturalistic. Yeah. Um, oh God, I really don't know. Okay, so I've talked about it, but I haven't made a decision. Right? I've just no, I, about I, it too, I for both of you. So now you guys can make the decisions, and then I'll just. Well, I think I've made a decision. It's, oh, I mean, talk about Sophie's choice. Yeah. It's awful. Um, Fargo is one of the greatest movies ever made. I agree. Francis McDormand gives one of the greatest performances ever in a movie. And I love her to the ends of the earth. I do think I'm swayed a little bit by her as a person. (laughs) And her personality. Kind of like the Tilda Swinton factor. Um, And I have to take that into consideration. And I think Viola Davis is just... 100% 100% riveting every time I see her yeah, on yeah. the screen. In whatever, even if it's shitty, if it's a shitty movie. Yeah, she's always imbuing she her gives, parts with way more She gives than. so much. She brings so much. Um, and also, there's a bias that I'm going to let slip in, which is that I have met her and whispered sweet nothings into her ear. About cheese. About <laughs> how much I loved her. I'm sure she was thrilled to oh, the I core. And then we were also drunk out of our minds. <laughs> <laughs> well, she remembers. I hope so. So, Viola, I know you're listening. <laughs> you get my vote. No, but in all seriousness, with even without that um, little, you know, whisper, uh, I'd have to go with Viola. It is Sadly tough. for Francis McDormand. Really. Yeah, I mean, either way, I feel like whoever wins, you know, we're, we're winners. I'm devastated these two came up against each other. I know. I, again, it's sad that Viola Davis has had not necessarily the opportunities, well, not just straight up, just she hasn't had the opportunities right. to necessarily show everything she can do, and it's too bad that she's just chewing on the scenery and doing all she can on her TV show, her. which right. is... I can't watch it anymore. It's awful. But she's great. And good for her for having these opportunities. Um, making them for herself. But um, uh, she's always great. They're both really commanding performers. Mm-hmm. Viola Davis has such a strength. Um, I recently watched The Disappearance of Eleanor Rigby. That movie with mm-hmm. Jessica Chastain and um, James McAvoy. And, you know, she's, of course, you know, just a... Random little supporting character. She's a professor that bonds with Jessica Chastain, and she's so good in it. Like, yeah. there's again, it's she adds so much that's not necessarily on the page. And Frances McDormand constantly is because of how unique she inherently is. You know, there's no one really like her, mm-hmm. and the fact that she has an Oscar and keeps getting these lead roles given you know, her, (laughs) is amazing. Her disinterest in being anything Hollywood. Right, at all, is is really great, and I really commend her for that. Um, But, you know, she's going to be given meteor material that she's able to play with, and Viola Davis is able to spin just as good a performances out of not as good a scripts, really. That's true, that's true. So that makes me side with Viola Davis, but I actually have to give my vote to Franny. Francis McDormand, and I think it's maybe because of Almost Famous, which is yeah, I love her just, just in the center of my heart. But this is a tough, tough matchup. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Well, thank you for clearing up nothing for me. I know. <laughs> Two useless pieces of time. shit. <laughs> this, Cheers. This, this might be even tougher than, what was it? We had one in the old Brits that was like, oh, the Emma Thompson, Tilda Swinton. This one might be even more of a Sophie's Choice for me because I love them both. And I think they're both the same, which is that they can have very limited screen time and give you so much character history and internal life and stuff that doesn't happen otherwise they're both unconventional choices for movies and for Hollywood mm -hmm. but beyond Fargo there's and I love her in Almost Famous too but um I saw Laurel Canyon and I just thought she was so once again it's like the Susan Sarandon thing she's like older and not conventionally Hollywood and she's so sexy and in possession of herself and I was really blown away by that. And then even a really silly movie, Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day, mm -hmm. where everyone is sort of playing just like a one dynamic because it's sort of a, you know, like, it's not a caper. Throwback. Throwback. Like, like yeah. screwball comedy. 30s or whenever. Correct. Funny. But yeah. she adds so much more. I just think I have to go with Frances McDormand. Very sadly, because I adore Viola and I'm so sad that they came up against each other. Yeah, that was really tough. Yeah. You. Um, what do we got next? In our indie queen. Alright, our next indie queen. Ooh, this one's for you, Nathan. Laura Dern. Mm-hmm. The face. Versus. Ooh, this is actually pretty apt. Laura Dern versus Marissa Tomei. Uh-huh. Wow. I would never have paired them before, but now that you have right? mentioned the two of them, I feel like they're very similar. Like, they both are sort of, like, were very written off in their youth, and yeah, it's like, they're not always strong performers, but as they've gotten older, they've developed more of a sense of themselves and their skill. And Yeah. Oh, and there's such nostalgia yeah. for both of them. They bring a lot of themselves to the screen, too. Very, like yeah. Yeah. Which can be bad. I don't know if they can fully escape Good themselves. Good yeah. I mean, sad puppy dog face. Water. <laughs> A.K.A. Water, which is, she's one of the few blonde actresses I can recognize <laughs> on the spot. Um, is just, she's everything to me. <laughs> I mean, forget marriage, forget... <laughs> Great thing to say the, to your husband. The cats that I own. It's Laura Dern, baby. Laura Dern all the way. Um, part of it, maybe, I just... I mean, I just watched Blue Velvet last night. And she wasn't even... good. <laughs> but she's so watchable. And I she's love very her. watchable. And, um, I mean, they're both great actresses, but I also feel like among these titans of the screen, Marissa Tomei and Laura Dern are kind of weaker yeah. mm -hmm. seeds. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would still um, go with Laura, even though I'm, I'm probably more in love with her as a person than as an actress. As an actress. Yeah, it's tough. I agree. We've got lots of titans, and these are, you know, maybe a little 
little weak sauce, but um, I love them both, and I think they're both very talented. I, my cousin Vinny is like nine to five, and Romy Michelle's one of those movies that I've seen like more than any other growing up. Um, and I can I still cannot believe Marissa Tomei won the Oscar for that. That is so amazing. Yeah. And it's such a good usually never happen, overlooked. Never happened today. Yeah, it's such a good comedic performance. But beyond that. She has managed to carve out a real place for herself and to get two more nominations after that. <clears throat> for great performances. Great work. And, you know, to be as versatile as she has been since then has really been admirable. Like, good for her. And I adore her. Love Laura Dern, but I I gotta go with the Tomei. The Maris. Maris Tomes. Well, I'll be brief, despite Laura Dern having been in one of perhaps my favorite movie of all time, Jurassic Park. And I do love her. I would also go with Marissa Tomei for pretty much the same reasons you said. But I think that was a really uh, sort of equally suited matchup. Yeah. Interesting category so far. Indie Queens, what's who we got next? Well, we have Patricia Clarkson in honor of Mother's Day coming up. Yes. Or yes. probably has already passed by the time we post this. Uh, <laughs> against Laura Linney. Oh, wow. Oh. That one also seems <laughs> This category it's is like strange, totally in our wheel. But also, yeah. I mean, I guess it makes sense that this, like, film lovers yeah. really love the, the actresses we, we've put in the indie queens bracket. Well, I'll go first. I'll be brief, um, which brevity is not our strong suit clearly, when it comes to talking about actresses. But, I mean, I love Laura Linney, and I think she's really phenomenal, but I also think there are times that she's not quite right, or that I just don't... Res- like, she's good, but I don't connect with her. But Patricia Clarkson is... I get unbelievably excited anytime she's in anything. and She's another one, sort of like Viola Davis or Frances McDormand, who can have two scenes in a movie, and those are my two favorite scenes. I actually remember the first movie I think I ever saw her in was The Green Mile, Mm. And she's just so wonderful. His wife? She's the dying... No, no, she's the dying wife of his police chief who then um, oh, yes, yes, Michael, yes. C- Michael Clark Duncan goes and heals yep. her. Yep. Yep. And she has this really tender, beautiful scene with him. And I just remember being like, who is this actress who I can't take my eyes off of her? So I'm going to go with Patty Clarkson. But I love Laura Linney as well. But Patty Clarkson is for me. Well, I mean, let's just look at Laura Linney's filmography. I mean, she's starred in such critically acclaimed features as Congo. Ugly woman. (laughs) And you can stop there. Really, really, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's all you need to say. Um... Congo all the way. <laughs> uh, I, I honestly, like, this isn't even fair. I kind of have to vote for Laura Linney because I'm just pretty unfamiliar with Patricia Clarkson. I, I really like everything I've seen her Have you seen in. The Station Agent? No. Oh. Um, I mean, I've seen her in little bits and skits and gags and... <laughs> <laughs> goggles and boodles but <laughs> but <laughs> haven't we all <laughs> yeah she's great in all those well she's great in the goggles all those the goggles 
<laughs> Poodles could be stronger, but... <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> the lovely Laura Lenny. The end. Great. And Laura Lenny sure is lovely. I just... I think she has, like... And a lot of these women we've either been chastising or championing for being totally themselves, but I feel like Laura Linney can do nothing other than American contemporary. Yeah. Which she does really well. Yeah. But in a way that, like, Julianne Moore, who's kind of in the same boat, can really do just about anything. And I just don't buy Laura Linney in... Period. Any other period other than right now, America. She also has that very studied actress stuff without the occasional spontaneity or fun or surprise of like a chastain or a streak. A little bit. It's just and very I, much like, I went to Yale to study drama. Yeah. Yep. I know it's really disconcerting when women show intelligence. <laughs> Obviously, no, not I mean. what we are arguing. <laughs> Twisting your words. Uh, but yeah, no, I think of Patricia Clarkson and Stanley Tucci playing off each other as the and parents in Easy A. I want a well, whole movie of the two of them. Me too. I'm I glad you her, brought that up because I do love that. I yeah. love her in that. And I think of her as that crazy, isn't she the woman in the cave and that yeah, awful and Shutter Island? Yep, she sure is. No, she's, yeah. she's, she's just more exciting than Lauren Linney. And yeah. I really. She can be I'm, I'm excited by both of these actresses, and I will go see something unless it's Hyde Park on Hudson, <laughs> like for them. I feel like I saw a recent trailer for something Laura Lenny was doing. In I Chase. want to see the the Sherlock movie with Ian McKellen. Like yes. He plays yeah, yeah, yeah. The but very, isn't very she old British Sherlock. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which, where is Mila? Can't do it. Uh, last in our indie queens, we have Juliette Binoche and Tony Collette. Ooh, awesome. The Aussie and the the French. Frenchy. <laughs> wow, these are all really tough. Yeah, and interestingly matched, like suitably matched, I feel like. Right, and now I really need a movie that stars Julia Binoche and Tony Collette. Yes, please. Yeah. Like a two-hander with no one else, just the yes. two of them. As a sequel to Clouds of Sils Maria. Yes. <laughs> the Fog of Sils Maria. The Fog of Bobbles and Goggles. <laughs> Boodles. Boodle. Bo- yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, well, what a great start. Um, I have a special place in my heart for Tony Collette for two performances, one being Muriel's Wedding. Mm-hmm. You're terrible, Muriel. Um, and the other being The Sixth Sense, in which she is the best part. And that scene with her in the car oh, makes me just... Love it sob every time hysterically um I feel like I'm a little bit biased because we just saw 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 we just saw <laughs> that movie clouds of Sils Maria several drinks in um we just saw clouds of Sils Maria and I just feel like Juliet Binoche continues to do consistent work and interesting work in a way that Tony Collette hasn't really had an interesting film role in a while. Mm. I mean, she did, uh, you know, The United States of Terror, but that was television. Um, and I feel like Tony Collette has lost some of her, or maybe she never really had any subtleties as an actress. Mm. In a way that I think Julia Binoche can, but she can also do, like, big 
emotional outbursts, but with them feeling like they're coming from an organic place versus mm -hmm. a actress place. But I mean, mm. I also love Tony Collette. I don't know. But I think because we're on our third hour and we just need to make choices, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with Julia Binoche. We. Oui. We. Oui. I uh, am going to go with Tony Collette. <laughs> I can't disagree with any of the points you just made, but um, I think I just haven't seen enough of Juliet's French performances mm. to really evaluate. I think she makes, really? similar to Tilda Swinton, she makes fascinating choices and she will work with any number of great directors who will make really interesting films and she can adapt to any and all of them. She's crazy versatile, but still naturalistic. Mm -hmm. Totally. Like think of cachet and yeah. certified copy clouds of Silver Marine, which you just saw it. Like she can do a lot and then she can still do English patient and be like almost classic Hollywood win an Oscar out from underneath Lauren Bacall. Right. But, um, I don't know, there's something about Toni Collette that's really in a different type of indie way that's kind of just looser. There's something looser about her that I, I always want to see more from her. I, and I agree with that as well. I, it might really just be colored by the fact that I haven't seen Toni Collette in an interesting movie role in so long. Right, and I a, just a saw, lead role, really. Right, and I just saw Julia Binoche. Right. Maybe I just I just want to see more of Tony Collette right now. Well, I have a dirty little secret. <gasps> I can do tell. Do tell. I don't love Muriel's wedding. <gasps> You're terrible. <laughs> you need to hand in your homosexuality card. I know that's it's bad. <laughs> you guys um, get those. <laughs> yeah, sure. I do love Tony Collette. Um, love, love, love her. I think what I find fascinating fascinating about Juliette Binoche is she has these roles in uh, films like Summer Hours or House of Seals Maria where there's a lot of like meaning and significance wrapped up in the screenplay and, and the character that she's portraying, but she's able to ground it somehow she's yeah. not playing that she's not playing those yeah directors. she's she's film constructed she's, around she yeah. knows i mean she's playing ball with it like she's supporting right. it right but she's not um falling into it the trap she's playing the person she's not playing the director so i really yeah. respect that totes can't disagree we oui, oui. we got Julia Bernoche, Patricia Clarkson, Marissa Tomei, and Frances McDormand as our final four indie queens. Let's narrow her down. Neil, it's gonna be Franny McD. Uh huh. Versus Marissa Tomei. Oof. And sorry, Marissa, but you can't hold a candle to Franny McD for me. Yeah, it's Frances, all the way. Yep. 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 Just when when discussing. Actresses. And they prefer Marissa Tomei. Well, maybe I don't even. Maybe it's just Franny. Yeah. Franny all the way. And finally, Juliette Binoche and Patricia Clarkson. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patricia. I'm going to go with Patricia Clarkson. 
I am going with Juliet Binoche for sure. Uh, no, Patty Clarkson. Just because I've seen her in more and in various role sizes, supporting character, lead, mm -hmm. station agent. So then it's Frances Patty McDormand C. and Patricia Clarkson. I'm. I mean, I'm gonna stump for Frances. Please, she's do. electric on screen, and I, I don't mean electric in the sort of action movie sort of way, but, um, yeah, you know what I mean. You needn't sure stop do. too hard because my vote goes to France. Yay! Fancy that, as does mine between those two. Frances McDormand wins our Indie Queens bracket. Meaning we have now narrowed down to six, to six actresses. We're going to pit uh, those two dichotomous categories, Oscar Faves versus New Wave, Old Brits versus the American Classics, and Blockbuster Beauties versus Indie Queens to get our final three and rank those top three to end her all to Cinedron's favorite. Ballot, right? Secret ballot? Can we do a secret ballot? We can. We can, we can, we can, we can pause and do a quick secret ballot. <laughs> just to catch you all up real quick, recap. Uh, Kate Winslet beat Meryl Streep for our, uh, to win our Oscar Faves bracket. Carrie Mulligan narrowly beat Jessica Chastain to win our New Waves bracket. Judy Dench beat <laughs> the honorary Brit Naomi Watts for our Old Brits <laughs> bracket. Annette Benning beat Jodie Foster to win our American Classics. Julie Roberts beat Sig Weeby, Sigourney Weaver, for our Blockbuster <laughs> Sig Beauties. Sig Weeby. And Frances McDormand just beat Patricia Clarkson for our Indie Queens bracket. We are losing our minds. Let we need to get through this. narrow it to three. Oscar <laughs> faves versus the new wave. Is it Kate Winslet or Carrie Mulligan? For me, Kate Winslet. I'm just going to smother myself Nathan, with this pillow Yeah, here. just put a pillow over his face. Nathan, I'm counting on you to go before me. I actually thought this Rude. would be really, this would be really easy, but it's, I'm, I'm having some real feelings about it. I'm having some real feelings for Carrie Mulligan. Me too. I don't know why. I don't know where it's coming from. Carrie, where did you come from? I feel like it's all the gin gin mules. I yeah. Know. I mean, okay. I have to be true to myself. This is a, ultimately a subjective exercise. <laughs> this is true. This is almost entirely one could have Three hours in. Yes, this is subjective. I thought this was 100% objective. Um, yeah, I mean, it has to be Kate Winslet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Carrie, I we think, hardly knew ye. I think Carrie could be my Kate Winslet in 10 years. Like, check in 10 years from now, and I think she could be, join those ranks. Yeah. But, yeah, Kate Winslet. <laughs> this is tough. Then, uh, Old Brits versus American oh. Classics, Judy Dench or Annette Benning. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Uh, for me, I'm just gonna Annette. <sighs> Love you, Nettie. Um, I think just because ultimately Judy Dench would not have been my old Brit winner, so it's easier for me to go with Annette. I would rather Maggie Smith than Judy Dench. I think she's more versatile. But I kind of, in a similar vein. I, I'm going with Judy Dench. Jodie Foster would have been my American, American classics. classics. 
Yeah, well, I don't think who knows? If we review the tapes, I probably didn't even vote for Jody. Jones, <laughs> right now, I feel like uh, that's the truth. So, no, I think you did, and both Elizabeth and I went for Annette. Whatever, I don't even care. Um, I don't know. I don't think either of them would have been my winner for those groups of eight. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with Annette Benny. Ah, I know. Sorry, Judy. Sorry, Judester. Get back to the best exotic Marigold Go Hotel before curfew. Yikes. Uh, and lastly, Blackbuster Beauties versus Indie Queens. Is it Julia Roberts or Francis McDormand? Franny. This is Julia easy. Roberts. Francis Julia Roberts. McDormand. Julia Roberts. Franny, Julia Franny, Franny, Roberts. Franny, Franny. Uh, no. Julia Roberts wins with my veto. Mm, nope. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Francis McDormand. This is the I would never have expected these to be our, our top three to be our top three are Kate Winslet, Annette Benning, Francis <laughs> McDormand. We'll take a brief pause to do a secret ballot of our ranking our top three and see see who emerges victorious as Cinedrunk's favorite actress. So we have um, done our secret ballot for Nathan, and we added up Ooh. the votes, and the final winners. Uh, with the most, well, well our, the our, votes. our bronze medalist for favorite actress. Yes, the bronze Oscar. <laughs> the bronze Oscar. Which is fair because she still hasn't gotten the gold. Would go to Annette Benning. Mm-hmm. Annette Benning was our our number three winner. Our bronze beauty. Bronze beauty. Our silver starlet. Starlet. I was gonna say stallion. Starlet is better. <laughs> 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 That's just what came to me. Uh, no, no, I, either is fitting. Which, when I think Starlet, I really think this woman, Frances McDormand. Oh, I think Frances McDormand. <laughs> yes. Runner-up, Frances McDormand. Yes. Uh, and then our, our winner. Golden goddess. Our golden goddess of the whole breast... breast <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Breast exotic. Our, uh, best actress um, competition is Kate Winslet. Shockingly enough. Which seems very apropos to collegiate Elizabeth. I think if in college someone had asked me who my favorite actress was, I would have said Kate Winslet. I was just thinking, am I 18 again? Kate Winslet is... Yeah, Kate Winslet and that Benning Francis McDormand. This is like... We are really stuck Totally 10 years ago. These would have been... But really, all of these women are winners here. And I know they're all listening... (laughs) <laughs> um, really every woman even ones we were forced to be critical of we love I don't think there's an actress on here that we what yes. Chloe Grace Moretz isn't on here thankfully well until she gets her Oscar nom nope nope until next time <laughs> when we take on the actors maybe we'll we see. might have we're to wait a passionate while about that. Them. I was going to say the actors we could probably do actually just 32 and would be briefer. Knock it out. You never know. Um, there she be. Thanks for listening. Hope you had as many drinks as we did. Probably made this more palatable. <laughs> uh, congrats, Kate Winslet. We will send you your chunk of cheese in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.